He who saves one life saves the world entire. And the most important life to save is your own. After all, it's the place where you have the most power. So join shadow worker and trauma therapist Laura Giles each week on It's Not You, It's Me. We'll uncover what's in shadow and learn the things you need so you can heal yourself, grow yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, and share yourself. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's time to drop the self-sabotage and limiting beliefs. A healthy, abundant, connected life is an option. Choose it. Subscribe. And let's start manifesting it. Do you remember the first time you heard, tell me about your five-year plan and a job interview? I do. It was my first corporate job interview and I wasn't ready. I didn't have a five-year plan. I didn't have much of a five-day plan, if I'm honest. That's not really been the way that I've rolled my entire life, but that moment was one of the most pivotal things that taught me, do this if you want to succeed. In other words, have a five-year plan. Have big, impressive goals. Reach those goals. Have something to show for your time, like a piece of paper, money, or an enviable position, a big house, or something that people desire and respect. I wasn't on that path, really, but it was always in the back of my mind as something to get back to. I had to check that box to feel like my life was on track. It's been a little while since that day, and I'd like to share now my do this if you want to succeed list. But first, let me tell you what's going on behind the scenes. I always forget to do that part, so I started writing myself a note. Last week, we did a moon circle to mark the new moon in Virgo. Our theme for the month is practical magic. We also did some meditation and went on a conditioning walk for the upcoming pilgrimage. If you didn't get in on the spring pilgrimage to St. Michael's Mount in Cornwall, it's too late for that. But there is still room to join the fall one to Greece. Check out my spiritual retreat page for that. Oh, we also have kicked off the women's initiation. We talked about the maiden and we'll be reviewing the seductress tomorrow in preparation for the initiation weekend in October. You can stay updated on all these things by subscribing to my newsletter or joining the free group. If any of this appeals to you, I'd love to have you join the sanctuary. It's a safe place to explore, grow, and connect to other people so you can practice knowing yourself, being yourself, and sharing yourself. And if you enjoy the podcast, please support by giving us a five-star review wherever you listen. You can even do it on the podcast page at letitgonow.net. Just scroll down and you will see the review button at the bottom of the page. Cool? Okay. Do this if you want to succeed. What's the magic? So what inspired me to talk about this today is that twice in the last two months or so, someone I don't know has reached out to me with an unsolicited do this if you want to succeed proposition that was disguised as a friendly conversation. Yeah. They both started out complimenting me on something that I posted on social media and telling me that I was doing a great job. I'm an influencer and stuff like that. That's red flag number one. (laughs) My do this if you want to succeed list is going to be an example of what doesn't work. And then I'll tell you what does. Can you see where this is going? 
There are all kinds of people who are selling all kinds of expertise. Information is king. But when someone is buttering you up or love bombing you, you know that they're softening you for the kill. Be wary. Whatever they're offering you isn't about helping you to succeed. It's about helping themselves to your money. Now, some of them may have something worthwhile that is actually valuable, but it's unethical to use flattery and false friendliness to make you feel obligated or to make you like them to soften you for their pitch. If you want to succeed, stay away from people like this who exploit your vulnerabilities. They will lead you down a rabbit hole to nowhere. Birthdays, New Year's, and anniversaries of something can inspire introspection. And one birthday, I was thinking about how I hadn't hit my success target yet. And someone like the guys I was talking about reached out. I was vulnerable, and I swallowed the pitch. I paid this guy a lot of money to help me get all the outward signs of success. And guess what happened? Nothing. (laughs) I went through his course, did everything he said to do, and he said, if we did exactly what he tells us to do, we can't fail. And I failed. I hated every minute of it. The to-do list got bigger and bigger. The mountain of things that I didn't know got bigger and bigger, and none of it was ever any fun. When I thought about it, he never promised me fun. He promised that I would have X, Y, and Z that other people thought made me look successful. He promised me a lifestyle that I didn't really want to have. And that ended up being a very expensive lesson in what success doesn't look like. When I see one of these guys coming now, I know exactly what they're up to and say, no thanks. Back to the more recent guys. What happened next with both of these people is that they acted interested in me. They talked about building relationships. They asked me questions to find my weaknesses. They both asked questions Not to get to know me, which was the pretext, but to exploit my insecurities. Because guess what? Of course, they had the answer to my problem. Now, I saw this coming, but I played along. Now, again, maybe this person has something worthwhile to share, but I object to the approach. It's underhanded and unethical. If they hook someone who is full of insecurities, it'll only feed their insecurities. If you want to succeed... You don't need someone to give you answers. You need experiences and guidance to find your own answers. There are a lot of differences between people who succeed and those who don't. People who succeed understand that life is dynamic. There isn't a one-size-fits-all solution to any problem. They have to be able to think abstractly and conceptually to adapt to the problem that is in front of them. They have to be able to find solutions for themselves. When I was in first grade, I was a voracious reader, and I was like, hey, Miss Jordan, what does auspicious mean? There was a dictionary on the corner of the bookcase in our classroom, and Mrs. Jordan would point it and say, look it up. About the second time she did that, I stopped asking and just started looking stuff up. That's how I learned to use the dictionary and how to find the meaning of unfamiliar words. That's a skill. Can you imagine how stuck I would be if I just let her tell me? Every time she wasn't available, everything would come to a standstill until I can get an answer. Not only is that not efficient, it's not smart. It doesn't teach me to feel confident in my own abilities. So one day I'm taking the initiative to look up a word in the dictionary and the next I'm taking the initiative to drive by myself. 
or apply for a job or cut the grass. I don't have to wait for someone to give me a ride, offer me a job, or cut the grass for me. I can do it myself. In just that one example, we see that successful people ask for help from people who have the answers, take the initiative, display courage, are tenacious, gain skills. Some of the questions that the marketer asked me were something like, do you have enough business to work full time? And would you like to raise your social media profile? And do you need more clients? Maybe those sound like useful questions that can help you measure whether or not you're successful, right? Well, only if you're buying into the paradigm that you have to be working full time and that a measure of success is having a lot of followers on your social media. Let that sink in. Marketers tell us that lots of money, busyness, and followers are a sign of success. So if we chase that and acquire that, it'll mean that we're more successful. Do this if you want to succeed. And this is probably the most important thing I will say today. Define success for yourself. I haven't worked full-time in a really long time. That's not because I don't have enough clients. It's because I don't want to work (laughs) full-time. I don't want to work from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. I want to have time to enjoy my life every day. I don't want to have to wait until the weekend to cram in my social time and maintenance on my life. There's no time for enjoyment, socialization, or spirituality in that schedule. And I don't know if I'm going to make it to the weekend. Tomorrow isn't promised to us. So trying to sell me on working more is a dead end. I don't really care about followers on social media. I got back on social media because people are investing in me. They're interviewing me, and I want to give something back to them by sharing it. I'm there for reciprocity. If it weren't for that, I wouldn't be there at all. I don't want to spend hours trying to create viral-worthy content and crafting my brand. I'd rather have real conversations with real people than yell into an abyss of strangers. That's not my jam. I'd rather have five real people on social media than 5,000 strangers who do a drive-by because they liked one post. Again, I'm about quality of life over an attractive highlight reel. As for needing more clients, I've also been the girl who has relied on word of mouth. It's worked for me so far. And to keep that going, I'll ask you if you've attended an event or worked with me one-on-one and you were inspired, happy, or helped, please write a comment or testimonial to keep that good juju going. So I've only taken clients who are return clients or referrals for at least the last four years. So everyone has to eat. We all need a minimum amount of money to have a place to live, clothes, food, transportation, and medical expenses. You can't be successful if you can't provide those things for yourself. If you wait for someone else to give you the basics, your life's going to be pretty scary because you're dependent. You're probably going to feel pretty powerless too. So if you don't have that yet, I'd start working there. I remember when I was first on my own and paying my own bills. It was hard, but it was also exhilarating because I was doing it. I wasn't asking my parents for anything, and that felt amazing. If we're looking at this from a Maslow's hierarchy of needs perspective, what comes after the basics is connection. We all need healthy relationships of all sorts. That's family connection, friends, and romantic connections. Humans are social creatures. I know that some people feel like they don't need anyone else. People are too much trouble or too much drama. 
but we're tribal creatures. We can't produce what we need without others, and we certainly can't provide for all our own social needs, so if you struggle here, that's what I'd work on next. Now, Maslow put self-esteem and achievement next, but I think he's got that wrong. It's important to know who you are before you connect with others. If you don't, you're going to show up with a mask on. Your relationships will feel unsatisfying because they don't know you. There'll be lots of insecurity because there's, in the back of your mind, you have this idea, if they knew me, they wouldn't like me, fear, because you've conformed to what you believe they want you to be. It could be that they'd really like the you, the real you better than the fake you, but you've never given them that chance. Anyway, the point is that somewhere along this road to success, you need to figure out who you are. What do you believe in? What do you think? What do you value? Once you know, live as if those things are super important. It's a way of standing in your power. Now, if you look at this list, it doesn't say a single thing about asking someone else how they feel about you. There is nothing here that says that you have to do big things or make a name for yourself. Being successful isn't about having the biggest, best, or shiniest toys. It's about being the best version of yourself that's possible. Or another way of saying that is to be the most authentic expression of yourself in every moment. So the person I see a month from now will be different from the one that I see today. Maybe you're more enthusiastic and peaceful, and maybe you're not. Whoever shows up, it's the most true face. That's what I call successful. Nobody can sell you that. Nobody can give you that. Someone else can teach you skills, give you feedback, or walk on that journey with you, but you have to give it to yourself. That's the hard part of becoming successful. Only you can decide what you believe, think, and want. Only you can get out of bed every day and go to a job that might not be all that rewarding, but it pays the bills. Only you can break off a soul-sucking situation so that you can do something that fills your heart more. And if you are in a situation of dis-ease, only you can heal yourself. The bottom line, do this if you want to succeed action item, is to get in the driver's seat of your life. There are four ways to do this. If the life is a river and we're all in the boat in, in that river of life, the first way to do this is to go along for the ride and be a victim to the current. So no matter what happens, it's not your fault. You hate it. It's horrible. That's not going to be a very fun life. When life happens to you, you're going to be disappointed, powerless, and unfulfilled a lot of the time. If you grew up with controlling parents, helicopter parents, or critical parents, this is probably you. You probably don't know what you think and don't go after things because you learned that it's useless. You can't make a difference anyway, so why bother? That's just learning, and it's not true. It'll take some effort to overcome that, but people do it every day, and you can too. The opposite way to do life is to take control of everything. You probably feel very powerful in this position, but you're also going to feel frustrated by never-ending problems that come your way. There's always something to fix, one more mountain to climb, and one more clueless person who has to be instructed. If you grew up with parents who were absent, neglectful, had to work a lot, mentally ill, or checked out for some other reason, this is probably you. This is also learned, and it can be unlearned. In this position, you'll probably have a great deal of awards, fun experiences, money, 
and the outer signs of success, but you may feel really tired. You may also ask, what's the point of it all? I mean, we all die in the end. Another way to do life, and this is the way that I've been doing it up till now, is to trust the process. Enjoy the ride. Make lemonade out of lemons. So no matter what happens, it's a cool, enjoyable process. That has actually worked out pretty well for me, which is why I haven't changed it. I can roll with the punches, enjoy the good times, and let go of the bad. But there's another way that I think is more effective. And now that I see it, I can't believe how obvious it has been the entire time. This way is to engage with life. Be a co-pilot with the flow. There's a current. It's strong, stronger than I am, but I can steer the boat. I can put on the brakes. I can have experiences that I want to have and go along for the ride at the same time. I'm not fighting the flow or controlling things that I can't control, but I am in the driver's seat and I am using my power. This revelation came about in the last moon circle, so it's new. But to be honest, I feel like a kid in a candy store that's been told you can have anything you want. It's a bit unbelievable. I get frozen when I have too many options. It's hard to get started. But I have said yes to some things, have claimed some things, and I'm getting used to the new energy pretty quickly. I'm being a little careful because I have this thing about misusing power and being careful about boundaries, but I can say that it's a completely different place to stand that feels far more powerful and limitless than where I stood before. As you're defining success for yourself, do think holistically. Everything you do ripples out into the world and impacts the rest of us. This is what I mean when I say that I'm being careful. If I manifest myself as president of a, of a small country and I'm power hungry and insecure, I could also manifest a war. You know what I'm saying? If I manifest a bunch of stuff, I'm now also responsible for all that stuff. With power comes responsibility. The problem with animal hoarders is that they have this huge heart, but limited time and resources. So what started out as a kind-hearted gesture ends up being a disaster for everyone. If I can handle a thimble full of power and I use it wisely and in content, I think that I've mastered success. If I want power over a company or a city and I get it and handle it well, I think that's success. Going back to the two salesmen who are trying to sell me on their program for becoming more successful, get clear on what you're doing. Everything we do is self-serving. Everything. If I weren't getting something out of going to work, I wouldn't go. If it didn't benefit me to eat, I wouldn't eat. So no matter how altruistic we think we are or we want to believe that we are, we're all self-serving. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Our first order of business is survival. But if you're chasing something that helps you to feel more successful and it's really a way to cover up trauma or stay safe, you're going to do a lot of work only to feel very let down by all your efforts in the end. For example, let's say that you start a fitness business because you really love working out. You like helping people get fit and it pays the bills. But if what's really underneath is your insecurity about how you look or fear of death or something like that, is that ever going to get you what you want? Insecurity about how you look might be a trauma issue. It's certainly a self-esteem issue. And death is a fact of life. There's no outrunning that. So no matter how big, beautiful, prestigious, or amazing your fitness business is, you aren't going to meet your needs that way. And be careful about using other people to feel successful. If you need something from them, 
that they aren't consenting to give, you're using them. That's not cool. It's a boundary issue. Just putting that out there. I think these two guys were definitely crossing boundaries because I didn't reach out to them and say, hey, super marketing guy, I have a self-esteem problem I'd like you to help me with. So as you're defining what success looks like for you, go deep. Ask why you want what you want. What does it mean to have that? If you are getting any other answer besides something like, it's the best way to express my true self, or it's the way that I express love, keep searching. For most of us, a heart-inspired definition of success can't be measured in dollars, beauty, accolades, shiny things, or titles. It's more about the feeling of being free to love authentically and belonging right where I am. If you want a safe place to hang out as you get to know yourself with other people who are doing the same, check out my free community. If you show up honestly, I promise we will all view you as a success. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys next week. Ciao. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help the podcast thrive, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Laura Giles, you can follow her on all her socials at Laura Giles 804. See you next time.